Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series addressing everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but were afraid to ask. Len, I've heard you say that the most important CRA decision a financial institution, or I should say bank, makes is how to delineate its assessment area. Why do you say that? Well, Dean, examiners evaluate a bank's performance using a series of tests that focus mostly on a bank's lending. The tests, ironically, are almost identical for all banks, although many bankers think there are different tests. For example, you must extend at least half of your loans within what you have declared as your market, uh, and the regulation is known as the assessment area. But aside from the first test that has a universal standard of a 50% minimum, all other CRA tests are judged by standards that are driven by what the regulation calls, quote, performance context end quote, factors. So what does the regulation mean by performance context? Well, it means the demographics within your market, as well as the actual credit markets in your assessment area for residential mortgages, small business loans, and small farm loans. For example, if a bank's hum that reported mortgages reflect a 15% penetration rate in the assessment area, low and moderate income tracks, is that good? Is it bad? Is it satisfactory? The answer to that question is it depends on certain key performance context-driven benchmarks that are unique to every assessment area. Can you elaborate on the specific benchmarks driven by how an assessment area should be configured? Yes, I'd be happy to do so, Dean. In particular, the key demographic benchmarks for Humda mortgage analysis are, one, the relative distribution of assessment area tracks by income class, Two, the relative distribution of owner-occupied housing within the assessment area by tract income class. And three, the relative distribution of families within the assessment area by income class. For small business lending, the key demographics are, one, the distribution of businesses by tract income class. Two, the distribution of businesses by gross annual revenue. The regulators often refer to these as, quote, community factors. So all the demographic benchmarks are determined by demographic percentages explicitly related to the configuration of a bank's assessment area. There are also certain key loan market data that serve as the basis for computation of lending benchmark data. Regulators refer to loan market benchmarks as market factors. And among these key market factors are one, the relative distribution of residential mortgages by tract income class, Number two, the relative distribution of residential mortgages by borrower income class. Number three, the relative distribution of small business lending by tract income class. And four, the relative distribution of small business lending by borrowers with $1 million or gross annual revenue or less. These relative distributions, which I am describing, are called penetration rates by examiners. What all this means is that every time a bank declares an assessment area, or modifies an existing assessment area, 
It is determining or changing the community and market benchmarks against which its performance will be judged to be outstanding, satisfactory, needs to improve, or substantially non-compliant. So how do you delineate your assessment area is, is what determines the standards you will be measured by. My experience has been that very few banks think about the dramatic implications of assessment area delineation on their performance expectations. Many banks simply just annex entire counties, even if they have only one branch to serve the county, simply because that is the simplest way to define their assessment areas and be consistent with the regulation. Unfortunately, this can lead to unrealistic and inflated performance standards. And, and, and unfortunately, all too often, bankers don't even, aren't even aware of this. Yeah, I agree. Bankers are certainly shooting themselves in their foot with this type of an approach. So how would you recommend a bank approach this issue, Len? Well, I take a three-step approach uh, to assessment area delineation. First, forget the regulation and define your true market, taking into consideration the practical service area of your branch network, the geographic distribution of your historical lending, the distribution of your competition, as well as natural and political boundaries. Then, second, you compare your true market to the regulatory requirements in subpart 0.41 of the regulation, which governs assessment area delineation, and to determine if you would be violating the regulation. And then third, determine what your performance standards will be based on the tentative assessment area. This means you should calculate the community and market-driven standards and compute your performance against those standards to see how you would self-rate your performance, just like an examiner would do. Ideally, you should be able to review different assessment area configurations to determine what, what works best for your bank before you finalize your real assessment area. And you know that you have a realistic assessment area at that time. Well, certainly doesn't sound like rocket science. And to be honest with you, it's pretty straightforward. Why do you think many banks fail to do what, they, what you recommend? Well, I think bankers sometimes don't do this because they never really thought about the implications of their assessment area delineation and how profoundly it affects their performance standards. Also, I think most bankers just don't have the time or the tools to complete the last step, tweaking their assessment area so they minimize the pressure to, uh, to perform to realistic performance standards. The good news is that we've developed sophisticated ma mapping service that allows banks to do what exactly they are recommending, we are recommending. The really exciting thing to me is that we've developed special maps that allow the computation of benchmarks instantaneously when a bank adds or subtracts census tracts during live interactive mapping sessions on the internet. Say a bank has an assess assessment area that contains 250 census tracts. In online mapping sessions, we can immediately in real time show a banker how adding or subtracting any combination of tracks will instantaneously affect their CRA results and the performance standards dictated by their assessment area configuration. We've successfully done this for hundreds of community banks, making their assessment areas much more realistic and their CRA job a lot easier. Yeah, I've seen many of our clients participate in your live mapping sessions, and I must say it's a fabulous tool and provides tremendous value to the client. In addition, you don't need to be an expert in mapping or CRA to understand the mapping. That's right, because in our uh, live mapping sessions, our CRA experts and cartographers manipulate the maps in cooperation with the community banker who can then play a what-if game 
to determine the ideal assessment area for their bank. We call this live interactive uh, area mapping. And again, every banker can ask us to add tracks or subtract tracks, and they'll be able to see with their own two eyes exactly how it affects their performance standards or benchmarks, as well as their own results. And then they'll be able to make a intelligent, thoughtful, and ideal assessment area delineation. Thanks, Lynn. I've said it before, the information is extremely valuable to clients, and I hope your explanation of the importance on CRA assessment area configuration will motivate many of our listeners to reevaluate how they have delineated their CRA assessment areas. This is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. And this is Len Suzio with GeoDataVision. We hope you found today's topic informative and you will learn to look into your assessment areas more thoughtfully in the future. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.